welcome and thanks for tuning in to Real People, Real Talk. Relevant conversations that take you from surviving to thriving. This is the podcast that goes there. My name is Paul Calco and I'm your host. Now let's talk. Hello, Thriver, and welcome back to the Real People, Real Talk podcast, the podcast ministry that equips you to thrive spiritually, mentally, and relationally. Today, we continue our love and relationship series. We encourage you to go back and catch up if you haven't already. We're calling this episode, The Secrets to a Successful Marriage. This was inspired by a post from the Facebook group called The Marriage Club. And before we dive in, we want to invite you to become a donor and supporter of our podcast ministry. If you have found value in this podcast and you have been enjoying this good content, consider becoming a partner through Patreon today. I'll leave the link in the show notes. And as you know, any amount will be greatly appreciated. Now, today's scripture comes from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. And without any further ado, here are the secrets to a successful marriage. Number one, you must keep dating. I actually love to devote an entire episode about date ideas in the future, but for now, we're going to share some of our favorites. So, Bay, what are some of your favorite dates that we have been on? I think that some of the best dates that we have been on have been the spontaneous ones. A lot of the ones that we have gone on um, when we've been out of town. Uh, I remember when we were in Vegas and we ate at the Stratosphere Hotel. And um, we were moving around the whole thing. That was dope. While we were eating. So that was pretty cool. Uh, I think our first trip to Vegas, we went in a limo and just did a whole bunch of different stuff. So I like that. I like that. You know, that was our honeymoon trip. Had to treat you right. Thank you. Some of my faves is any type of travel, to be honest with you. I love exploring a new city with you. Um, just creating memories. Um, locally, uh, we're just big kids, so her and I will go and play video games at places like Main Event here in Houston. She will whoop up on me in air hockey, and I will try my best to redeem myself in the basketball shooting game most of the time. And so let's get a working definition for a date. It's defined as a social or romantic appointment or engagement, and the key word is appointment. To be good in marriage, you got to continue dating, and this is going to take some planning and intentionality. For the couples out there, we have some homework for you. Go put some dates on the calendar for y'all to go out on a date soon. And also, as it relates to dating, I would encourage you guys to take turns um, planning the dates. And, Bay, why do you think it's important that a married couple should continue dating? I think it's important because people are ever-changing and Life is ever changing. You go through different seasons in life. Some may be very happy. Some may not be as happy. And so I think you should continue dating your spouse because no matter what season y'all are in, you want that person to know that you still love them, that you still care for them, that you still think that they're fun, uh, especially um, like new parents or even, you know, if you've been parenting for a little bit, but 
Um, I think that that is important to just keep your spouse first after Jesus. Big facts right there, because if we're not careful um, as a couple, we could become mere roommates and just get stuck in a rut. And so friendly reminder here, your life, your marriage is meant to be enjoyed and not merely endured. So we said all of that to say this. Number one, secret to successful marriage is to keep on dating. What's number two, babe? Number two, realize that marriage isn't 50-50, but 100-100. Marriage requires both parties showing up fully and giving their absolute best. Not perfection, but your best. And as we're talking about marriage, as we're talking about commitment, I just want to share some key words that come to mind when I think about marriage and commitment. Key words that will help you to have a successful marriage. So this is basically a sub point. So here we go. Before we get there, I just want everybody out here to know that your 100, your best may look different from day to day. Sometimes your your 100 may not look as strong as it did when you had a full week's worth of rest or a full week worth of working. You know, it looks different. And so encourage your spouse, be there in the moment with your spouse and understand that. Every single 100% may look different depending on the season and the situation you're in. But own it and go for it. Now, back to the key words. Number one, God. A successful marriage begins with Christ at the center. Number two, listen. Yes, the Bible tells us to be quick to listen and slow to speak. So listening is huge as it relates to having a happy and healthy marriage. Number three, laugh. Listen, Slim and I, we love to laugh. We love to enjoy ourselves. So friends, don't don't take yourself too seriously. Lighten up and have fun. It's okay as a Christian marriage. It's okay in a marriage to have fun and to laugh. Number four, honesty. Yes, a successful and thriving and lasting marriage is built on honesty. So that's one of those self-explanatory ones. Number five, respect. Yep, got to treat each other with lots of respect. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out what it means to me. Yes, sir. <laughs> Number six, communication. And we have devoted an entire episode to this already. We'll leave that link in the show notes. But I can't stress this enough. Your spouse cannot read your mind. You got to open up your mouth and communicate your feelings and communicate your expectations. Number seven, grace. Related to what you said earlier, Bay, about your 100% may not look the same every week. And that's why we love to remind people to extend a lot of grace in your relationships. Be patient with one another. Give each other room to grow and room to improve as a spouse. Um, It's inevitable that your spouse is going to disappoint you because they're human. Um, They may not always meet your expectations. They may even get on your nerves, but extend grace because you ain't perfect either. Amen. Number eight, compassion. Yep. Show compassion to one another. You can't go wrong there. Another self-explanatory one. Number nine, sacrifice. This is huge in relationships. You won't always have it your way. Don't be selfish. And number 10, love. And we already read that first Corinthians chapter 13 um, that really explains what love is. And one cool quote before we move on, 
by Jennifer Smith. And she said, marriage is a mosaic you build with your spouse. Millions of tiny moments that curate your love story. Your marriage is worth the work. Well, Bay, another quote that goes with that is marriage is not a noun. It is a verb. It isn't something you get. It's something you do. It's the way you love your partner every day by Barbara DeAngelis. That's good stuff right there. Good quotes. Yes, sir. Now, back to the big points. Number three. Here's the third secret to a successful marriage. Keep your disagreements off social media. Shout out to Odds, who said, keep your business and disagreements off social media. Invites are sent out to the wedding and reception. There are no invitations to the marriage. Man, my brother is speaking facts right there. Man, if I'm mad at my wife, social media don't need to know. And I don't need to open up the door for the enemy to come in. So keep your business off social media. And number four, apologize and forgive quickly. Babe, why is forgiveness essential to a successful marriage? Let me hear from you. Forgiveness is essential because, like we said earlier, you have to give grace to your spouse, to your partner. You have to be willing to be in that moment and to understand that that 100% may look different in different seasons. And in order to do that, you have to be forgiving of the different things that they may do. They're going to disappoint you, forgive them. They're going to upset you, forgive them. They're going to go through different seasons where they may um, possibly pick up some bad habits, like the silent treatment, right? Forgive them. Pray for them, but forgive them. But also, every day we wake up and... God continues to forgive us as we go throughout life and we go through the different things that we do that people may see or may not see. God sees it all, but he forgives us anyhow. He loves us anyhow. And so we have to be forgiving to our spouse because we are also being forgiven every single day. Yep. Do yourself a favor. Do your spouse a favor. Forgive, forgive fully and forgive quickly And another thing related to that, you can't sweep everything under the rug. I mean, if you have offended your spouse or you have hurt your spouse, go to them, apologize and do better. And speaking of forgiving, please don't keep a list, not a physical list, not a mental list of the wrong things that your spouse does. It won't do anything but build resentment and will begin to just erode your marriage. So forgive, forgive, forgive. Yes, it was Ruth Bell Graham that said a happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. Yes, say that one more time. Yes, Ruth Bell Graham said a happy marriage is the union of two good forgivers. And I add my two cents to that. To be great at marriage, you must be great at forgiving. Mm hmm. Number five is to be kind. Yes, just a reminder, we got. Um, A lot of this inspiration from that Facebook group and we're reading some of their quotes. And so here's another quote by Andre who said, always strive to be kind, not condescending in your communication. When you communicate, always possess a tone of kindness that reflects a level of warmth. Even if it's an intense disagreement, as disagreements will certainly 
Come. Yes, this brother summed it up so well. The only thing that I would add to that is to be nice, to be kind, to be gentle to your spouse. Um, don't be mean. Don't be petty. And speaking of kindness, babe, what does Galatians 5 tell us? Verse 22 and 23 tells us, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Your marriage will improve the more that you both exhibit the fruit of the Spirit. Let the church say amen. Amen. (laughs) And number six, understand that marriage is a commitment. As we talked about earlier, it's not 50-50, but it's 100-100. Marriage is and can be fun, but it will take work. It's going to take you being intentional It's going to take a lot of commitment. Yes. And synonyms for commitment include devotion, loyalty, faithfulness, and attentiveness. Shout out to Jericho who commented, marriage isn't for the weak. Make sure the one you marry is willing to work just as hard as you. Don't be quick to criticize, demand, or judge. Be willing to teach and learn. That's a good word right there. Mm Mm-hmm. And number seven, keep God at the center. Obviously, this list is not in a particular order because this would be number one. But seven is one of those numbers we see in the Bible a lot on the seven day God arrested and things like this. I thought it was kind of cool to put this at number seven. But in reality, this is the most important secret to a successful marriage. We talk about this a lot. But we will always remind you of this. Pursue Jesus in your marriage. Do it as an individual. And of course, do it as a couple. Pray together. Pray with one another. Pray over one another. Read the Bible together. Go to church together. Worship together. And that's going to build the foundation for a healthy and successful marriage. It may seem simple. But it will work wonders in your marriage and build this strong spiritual foundation so your marriage can stand the test of time. Hear me and hear me well. The closer you both get to Jesus, the closer y'all will be to one another. And also the closer that you get to Jesus, the better spouse that you're going to be. As a matter of fact, it's my prayer that I ask the Lord to help me every single day to fall more in love with him and to fall more in love with my wife. That's nice. Number eight, fight for each other, not with each other. Please know that when you and your spouse are fighting or having conflict, that is you too versus the problem, not you versus each other. Let that marinate. Once again, it's not you versus your spouse. Mm-mm, that's a trick of the enemy. It's you and your spouse versus the problem. Please know that your spouse is not, or at least should not, be the enemy. The enemy is Satan. I like to say it like this. I don't fight my wife to be right, but I fight with her to make things right. That's a huge difference right there. Mm-hmm. Number nine, make your home a place of peace. This is another good practical one, another secret to a successful marriage Do what you need to do to make your home a safe place. 
Because home is the place where you should look forward to coming. Your home should be a shelter for each other, not a war zone, not a war ground. And one of the ways that you can cultivate that is through prayer, through serving one another, through loving each other, and through making each other a priority. Once again, do all that you can to make your home a safe place, a place of peace. Make your home a place of love and encouragement and peace and kindness and gentleness and all those fruits of the spirit. Come on now. Maybe take a few minutes on your commute home to pray or shake off the stress of the, of the day so you can show up fully for your spouse when you come home. And before we get to number 10, let's give the people a quick recap. Number one was to keep dating. Number two, realize that marriage isn't 50-50, but 100-100. Number three, keep your disagreements, keep your marital disagreements off of social media. Number four, apologize and forgive quickly. Number five, be kind. Number six, understand that marriage is a commitment. And number seven, of course, keep God at the center of your marriage. Number eight. Fight for each other, not with each other. Number nine, make your home a place of peace. And number 10, get help when needed. Sometimes we've heard this saying that says what goes on in this house stays in this house. And depending on the context, that may not be a good thing. Sometimes you need outside help. And here's what I mean by that. Community matters. Mentorship matters. You need other strong and healthy couples in your life that you can learn from. You need couples in your life that will speak truth to you in love. You need couples in your life that will hold you accountable and say, hey, man, maybe you shouldn't talk to your spouse like that. You need people in your life that's going to speak life to you. That's going to encourage you and your spouse. Man, listen, my friend, if your marriage is on the rocks, consider a marriage therapist. Consider talking to the pastor at your church. I mean, at the end of the day, you and your spouse don't have to suffer alone. And please don't suffer in silence. Don't be afraid to get the help, the right help that you need. So these are the 10 secrets to a successful marriage. And so, babe, do you mind saying a prayer over our listeners today? Sure. God, thank you so much for who you are everything you're doing in and through us. We just pray for our listeners. We pray for um, our single listeners, our engaged listeners, our seriously dating listeners, our married listeners. We just thank you for their lives, God. Individually, we thank you for the lives together as couples, if they are a couple, God. And we just pray that you will continue to use them in the way that you want, God. We pray that they continue to walk in your will that we continue to walk in your will, that everything that we do, that we will put you first in everything that we are, God. And we just pray that you will lead us and guide us as we go through this thing called life, God. And we just thank you and we praise you for who you are and everything you're doing. In Jesus' name, amen. And amen again. Man, thank you so much for tuning in today. We really honestly hope and pray that this content has added value to your day. Yeah. And if you like it, then share it. Take a few minutes, send it to someone in your contacts, send it to a friend, send it to a family member so that they can thrive and enjoy this content as well. 
Also, don't forget to check out our Patreon link and become a supporter of the podcast. Thank you in advance, my friend. And until next time, I want you to be all that God has called you to be. And we out.